I'm Ginger Birkenbuehl. And I'm Esther Ikoro. And we're the hosts of the Honest Field Guide podcast. Entrepreneurship is no joke. The journey is full of anticipation, failure, hope, and disappointment. You'll make money and be totally broke at the same time. The Honest Field Guide podcast tells you the truth. We know being an entrepreneur is crazy hard and you will sometimes cry at dinner. Listen in to be inspired, laugh, and learn how to really thrive on your business journey. Today on the Honest Field Guide podcast, stories from the front lines. I hate networking. <laughs> and I love networking. I know you do. So networking, you hate it. I, I love do. it. And the thing that's really funny about this is I think that you're a better networker than I am. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't even like how could you hate something and be better at it than me? I feel like I'm I love I mean, listen, I, I feel like I'm a power networker with a lot of prowess prowess and stamina and enthusiasm and joy to vive around networking. I don't have the joy to vive. I have prowess. <laughs> I don't have the joy I to don't vive. have stamina. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have a joy to vive. Well, you sure do know how to make it look easy. I know. You do. But, you know, some people are good at things and they're like, but I truly don't like this thing. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we need this. is This is a good one because I feel a lot of passion about networking and I believe that there's a lot of success to be had. Absolutely. It's at so many in so many ways at so many levels. That's why I, I mean, tried to hone the skill. You're trying to hone it? Yeah. That's why I've worked. I've perp- I'm purposeful when I do it because I I want to be good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, why do Why do you want to be good at it? What do you What are the What are the, What is the benefit you're going to get from being good at networking? That's the well, question. Well, you know, you've heard the phrase "It's not what you know, it's who you know," mm. and a lot of life is about community. It's about connection, loose bonds, um, with people. Um, to have you know a, a repository of information and resources, people you can ask questions, people you can do business with in the short term or, or in the long term, and also people who can help you stay current on what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know you can't live your life in isolation and expect to be successful. Right. And networking really helps you with that. It helps you find out who your peers are, what they're up to, what they're doing. It also helps you understand what's coming down the pipeline. So when did you start networking? Like when have you? When did you make a decision to do that? Like what? What happened when you realized when was what was the tipping point, Astro? When you're like, mm, you know, well, it this started has be changed in high in school life. when they made us make a resume. <laughs> really? Did well, I yeah. really go back to the resume spot? I mean, yeah, school? because I, when you're younger and you're starting to learn to become a professional, that was part of that part of my education was you build a resume, you're assertive, you. When you get to college, you do ask the professor questions and you do go to office hours. So I was lucky enough that I had people around me to really show me the reason behind that. And I'm also a gregarious person, I think, in a lot of ways. But I'm on the extreme. I'm either extremely gregarious or extremely introverted. I'm not generally in the middle. So it has to be something I'm genuinely interested in, which is why it's easy for like school and things like that. Because for classes that I was passionate about, great. I'll talk my way into an internship, figure it out, you know. So how do you reconcile something that you're not interested in and be still network? How do you do that? Working on it. No, I'm joking. You're working on it? No, I, (laughs) it depends. It depends on the purpose, like the overall long-term purpose. Um, I think that I, now more than ever, I'm recognizing the importance of influence. It's not just about networking, you know, Um, having a seat at certain tables opens your eyes to different perspectives and aspects of doing business and life in general Mm -hmm. that help you grow as an individual. 
it's really understanding the purpose and why I am meeting people um, and what that has to do with the overall mission, vision for my life in general. All right. So you're starting to sort of understand networking as it aligns with your long-term goals. Even if you're networking around things that aren't really interesting to you, you're keeping your eye on the prize, which I think is an amazing transformation because when we first started working together, I don't but know. I that networked you. you. But I but I mean I know, but I don't but I don't believe that you aligned your actions with your ultimate goals. I don't think you had clarity around your ultimate yeah. goals, but I don't think that everything you were doing was like reaching towards that place you're trying to go. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that you've very quickly, you know, figured out how to do. And that is how people in business win. Mm-hmm. Because they first of all they have their eye on the goal all the time. And so their actions are aligned with that goal. As a master networker, what is the purpose of networking to you? As a master, ne- am I a master networker? First I, of all, tell me why you think I'm a master networker. I'd like to. I'd like to know why you think that. Um, what I, have you seen that's made you believe this is a good lesson for people that are listening oh. to our Honest Field Guide podcast? What are how are you observing me and other people to say? that is a master networker what is jumping out at you as as something that you're perceiving as to be being successful at it the way that you move among people and the types of conversations that you're able to have very efficiently and quickly are the types of things that would give a lot of people anxiety okay that's fair um i think one of the things is also like you don't necessarily get stuck talking to one person not unless i'm intentionally talking to to them that one whereas it it is one of the hardest things for me to do is to end a conversation i still don't know how to do it there are conversations i'm still in to this day (laughs) (laughs) you're still talking right well i think that's that's the first thing that jumped out me what what you said which is the number one rule of networking is to move around you know when you walk into an environment um especially if you have a goal and you need something and you're not a person that people need something from But I mean, everybody needs something. But, you know, there are people that are in social environments. They're standing there and they're waiting for people to come to them to ask them something because they're not in a place anymore that they're even themselves seeking out a solution or an answer or help or a partnership. Right. So they can actually be standing there as as, you know, as some of my friends, you know, um, affectionately call me an oracle. Right. I don't I don't see myself as that. But I understand why people think that because they're they're. They're trying to get better at doing certain tasks, right? And they see one thing that I'm doing that they want to do better, and I think that's fair. But um, when you're when you are networking, and I'm networking all the time, um, you know, you do have to sort of go to a room, scan the room, look around. You don't have to make eye contact because you don't really know who you're making eye contact with. But scan the room and check it out. Look at how people are standing. Look at the positions where you can actually get through and walk around, depending on how crowded the environment is. And just sit back for a minute and, and kind of be quiet and be calm and check some things out and look for certain things. So I, I love that you're saying the moving piece is, is critical because a lot of times people that are not necessarily confident about networking, they'll go in and they'll stand in a room and they'll, sit, they'll stand there and they'll stand there and they'll stand there and they won't move unless they have to use the restroom. 
You know what I mean? So, or get another drink. Or get another cocktail. Exactly. And that's totally fair enough. But what I think is exciting about this conversation is, um, you know, typical of a lot of the topics we talk about on the Honest Field Guide podcast are when you are a small business or an entrepreneur, you have to figure out ways to build your audience and have people get to know you and see you and understand who you are and what you're about, what you're talking about and what you believe in and what you're looking for, what you want. And the ways to do that is to network, not only physically network, which is what we were just talking about now, because physical networking is very different than putting your avatar online on social media, right? The, the, the persona that you're trying to create to give people in a, a quote unquote in-store experience, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you want to give people the in-store experience on social media. So today we're just going to sort of go over what networking is and why is it important um, how to be better at it, and then um, you know, how do you find places to practice it? Like, right. what can you look at to practice to practice networking? Esther, why do you hate networking so much? Because I hate small talk, and I'm bad at exiting conversations. That's the gist of it. I have a hard time there's something about networking on the surface it feels very superficial and that's really hard for me because I'm not a superficial person not to toot my own horn <laughs> go ahead and toot no but toot, you, toot. I mean listen toot it your horn some people are very good at yeah. okay let me rephrase that I'm not saying I'm not a superficial person I'm not good at exercising that part of my personality there's some people who are great at superficial things like people who are in customer service if you're a hairstylist, someone sits in your chair, they're in your chair for between an hour and three hours or 30 minutes, and you have to make them feel welcome and comfortable and all those things. That's a skill. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a way to do it without being forceful or awkward, that it really is a skill when you observe it. Because we've all been in situations where this, the, the, the waiter has been too chatty, and you're like, but I'm here to eat with the person I'm with, not to talk to you. So there's definitely an art to that push and pull of, light conversation that I don't think that I have naturally but I have become better at it mm -hmm. I've right. become much better at it right right well I think that um it's easier to have small talk when you're in an environment where other people are doing similar things that you're doing because then you're not really forced to it's it's not like you're going to speed dating Right. business right where you don't you don't you really don't necessarily know what's happening you're just sort of sitting in front of someone and every two minutes like musical chairs you have to get up and talk to the next person mm -hmm. actually i mean there is a good benefit to that because you have to cut to the chase and not have as much small talk as you have less time but if you're at an event where you know everybody is there for business the chances of small talk do kind of come down a little bit is that not what your experience? Because that's and maybe this is this is maybe this is my bias where I'm always very clear yeah. why I'm there. Well, okay, let's. There are two different. I think we should distinguish some things. Networking happens at events, and networking happens outside of events. Mm -hmm. So, so where is your place of? Are you hating on both sides of the spectrum? Like you, hate I'm better at ne any con in any context. I'm better at networking outside of events. For example, for example, like I was in sales. Like I'm good at like cold calling someone I'm good at walking into a place and like introducing myself and and starting a conversation but that even in itself isn't in the level of lightness that 
you know, you have to have when you're at an event. Now, this event is not, these events that I'm talking about aren't quote unquote networking official branded events because there are like events that are like, this is a networking event. What I'm talking about are events that have to do with something else, but that are a place to network where a lot of people are networking. They're meeting each other. They're finding out more about each other. That is difficult because you do have the option of not doing anything and just hanging out by the bar and talking to the one person that you know or striking up a conversation with someone, getting comfortable and just staying there because you both feel awkward because you don't know how to maneuver around the room. <laughs> That's when you get stuck in a corner with a drink in your hand talking to the one person who you you just matched in your awkwardness and discomfort and you're like, yay, you're my anchor, I'm your anchor. Let's just have conversation with each other, which I is I wonder how good. to avoid that. I mean, I feel the thing that, that, that doesn't work about that, I'm, well... Many things don't work about yeah. that. But on the other side, um, you know, neither of you are going to help each other. Yeah. So you're completely wasting your time. Yeah. You're literally wasting however many hours you're there. I can't and be friends lost... with people who aren't good networkers. I mean, because you you'll fall compliment. into that trap, right? You'll yeah. fall into that trap. So here's something that that I found very interesting. A few years ago, um, I was with a friend and um, her husband, and the two of them had a business. And um, they invited me with them to go to an event. It was a networking event, but it was about small business. There were some political people there, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I went with them. Mm -hmm. And the difference between her and I was, she thought we were there together hanging out, and I thought you that I was invited to actually network. So when we got to the event, you were gone. I was gone. She didn't see you for the rest I literally of the night. was gone, and she was so confused. She's like, "What? You left me? You left me? What happened?" But then, what was really interesting is she actually was watching me in her fury, and then she was like, "Oh my god, look at her go! That is incredible! I cannot believe." how much of a ballistic missile she is at this event. And she had a whole nother level of respect because she was stuck in the one place mm -hmm. and I was not. You want to know the t-shirt? And I made a ton of, I made a ton of, you know what I mean? I made, and then she put the other pieces. Not only did I make connections, I did not waste any time at this, at this event, but she actually learned from it. And she was like, you know what? That's what I have to do. Mm -hmm. When I'm, I'm not going to hang out with my friends Shake anymore. Shake hands, I, do things, be... I mean, I'm I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna I'm gone. Like mm -hmm. I'm gonna make it very clear that this is a networking event. And this mm -hmm. is for business, and don't get upset with me. Don't come for me because I'm not gonna be here. We're out here working because we're trying to build our brand, build our business, make money, develop relationships, have a couple drinks, have some fun. But you know, mm -hmm. we do have a purpose here, and I loved that whole you know, experience, because I will say that that is something that we now have an understanding when we go places and there's no hard feelings. And you know what? If it's really your girl and you all know what you're, each of you are doing, there will be, no, there should be no hard feelings because if there are hard feelings, you're really just at a social event and you're not working. And so you don't need to work. Here's the shirt. What's the shirt, Esther? I didn't leave you. You stayed. <laughs> 
let's drink some tea. You could have come <laughs> with, but you stayed. <laughs> I didn't leave. You stayed. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Like what are some the people have social anxiety. Yes. Some people don't literally do not know what to say. Mm. Some people feel like they don't have the time. They don't have the time. Yeah. So what does that mean? It means like when people are like busy small business owners. <laughs> so they don't actually they don't actually want to go and network or when they do go to like a mixer put on by the chamber of commerce they see that as their time to relax oh no, finally no, no, not no. their time to no no or their time idea. to be among their peers so there's a difference when you yeah. already know people like mm-hmm. you can already know business owners yeah and you can see them at these events and you can catch up and like talk about business but that's not networking because you already know them right so here's here's a, I, I love that you brought up the Go to the networking event with the chamber and you can kind of relax and chill. I've actually tried that as, a, as an experiment. I've gone to stuff and I've just sat back and I've chilled. And I've just, you know, kind of had a good time and talking to people, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you have to ask yourself. I want to chill with people I like. I, mean, I don't like most of y'all. No, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, that's not even it. It's really not that you don't like him. It's really more about what are you there for? I mean, right. my social life is very different from any event I would go to at a chamber. I mean, if I'm at a chamber event, I'm not there to hang out with my friends. You know, I'm not there to talk about my next vacation trip coming up. Unless it's sort of, you know, a little bit of small talk. But generally speaking, that's not what I go to networking events for. And you know what? As a small business owner and entrepreneur that's listening to this podcast, always walk into any event or opportunity or networking or business situation prepared in your mind with yeah. what you want to accomplish. Who do you want to meet? What is your goal? Whether it's yeah. short term, whether it's right now, whether it's within the hour, or mm-hmm. whether it's six months from now. I mean, it's in a your good head, gauge. Pla- have it yeah. planned. It's a good gauge because then when you do find yourself getting stuck, or maybe you do say, should I have another drink? You ask yourself, is this leading me towards the ultimate purpose of the reason I came here? Because the last thing you want to do is be on your way out the door and be like, oh man, I didn't I didn't really work towards accomplishing the whole reason I came to this in the first place. Right, right. Because it's super easy to be social and to slip into the role of just socializing. It's, it's really easy. Now I mean, we're talking about our dogs. Exactly. <laughs> and that's fine to talk about your dogs, but you, know, you have to somehow get the conversation back to what you're really there for. And so what I like yep. to do in my head is I like to prep myself by saying, um, someone's going to ask me what I do. I have to go in my head. What is my elevator pitch? Number one. Number two, when you start having an opening for someone to let someone know what you're looking for, what you want, have the what you want in your head. So there was an event I was at with some um, public officials Mm -hmm. and there was about 10 women in the room and we all had an opportunity, you know, to, you know, break some bread with these public officials, Um, you know, and so. My question, and I did this little like this prep with another business owner. I said, "Hey, we're sit, we're talk, Let's talk about this. What do you want to know from these public officials? What's your question?" You know, and she said, "Wow, you know, I wasn't really thinking about that." I'm like, "Well, let's 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 you know let's do a little run through." 
And I said, pretend like I'm one of the officials. I want you to ask me what you want to ask them. And she did it. And you know what? It was a great, um, it was a great example of mm-hmm. when the time came for her at the table, when every woman at the table had an opportunity to make a statement and ask a question, she asked the exact question that yeah. we prepped for. And she was only one of the only women that actually did that. Everyone else was saying, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. This has been my life. It's been great. Thank you for having me here. And I'm sitting there thinking, thank you for having me here. I mean, that's that's not enough. We need we need more than that, and especially because we're women. We have to start asking for yeah. the things we need. Like, you can't just say, so lovely Happy to, to be, be here. here. Thank you so much. Happy I feel honored here. to have a place at the table. No, start demanding the things that you need from the table. You know, the food is already here. Eat it and then ask for more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why? Wise words. I mean, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Ask for more. Come on, let's yeah, let's, yeah. let's get out there and and and, and do this, especially if but you're it, a woman entrepreneur. And that is a framing, no that, That's a framing issue. That's a framing issue because yeah, as entrepreneurs, as people of color, mm-hmm. oftentimes when we find ourselves in spaces that people who look like us don't normally find themselves in, or if we're a small business owner and we get to somewhere where we are like, oh wow, like this is a big deal. If you're in the happy to be here phase, oh God, stop that! Please stop the happy to be here. Then phase. you being stop you it. being there is a prize. Oh my God! That's not the prize. Hashtag just stop. That's not the prize. <laughs> no more happy to be there. You know, you're not like an intern to be enamored by whatever. So, but some people are like, wow. Listen, even if you're an intern, all of you guys are. Well, yeah, that's I mean, why come the, on. the ones Those the outgoing are ones are the ones that that make it but that that's it's a framing issue where some people mistaken that for humility especially women yeah no that's not humility that's not being assertive yeah yeah like, you want humility no, I mean, hold the door there for is someone a, there when is you're a walking room, past there don't is, not say anything there is room for humility in business it doesn't look like that it doesn't yeah it doesn't look like that it doesn't look like that i mean definitely have gratitude and be grateful and say thank you but you have to convert that conversation to, you know, opening and closing right. deals, right? Right. And so you got to you have to sort of make something happen around asking for the things you need. And that's partly what has to take place during networking. I had a conversation at lunch with um, a woman business owner and I kind of sat back and waited because I wanted to see, okay, what are we here for? What do you want? What are we talking about? What's happening? What time is it? I mean, I have a thousand things I've got to be doing. What's going on? And she's a good friend too. So I was, I was, I had, I definitely had a very high level of patience because I knew who she was. She knew who I was. So we had this sort of rapport already established, but um, the reason I was kind of sitting back for a minute is that on her LinkedIn profile, I didn't have a clue what she did. I didn't understand what she needed or what she wanted. All I saw was a a beautiful laundry list of all the philanthropic efforts that she's been involved in, you know, locally. And I thought, well, that's really great. But I still didn't know what she was doing. 
So same thing happened at lunch. And so finally I said, I said, you know, I have to tell you, I can't tell what you what you do for a living on LinkedIn. Um, and I'm not exactly sure, you know, what we're actually doing here at lunch. I, I love this conversation, <laughs> but I but I need to understand what's happening. And she didn't have she hadn't looked back at herself mm-hmm. to say, you didn't realize that you didn't know. I'm like, well, no, you got it. I mean, enough with the small talk. Yeah. What are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, enough of the small talk. Um, what are we doing here is an excellent question. <laughs> I, mean, like, it's like... I think one of the apprehensions people have when it comes to networking, when it comes to being purposeful, is they feel like it doesn't have any grace or tact to it. So that leads me to the question of subtlety. Because we all know that person who walks in, he might be wearing a zoot suit, flipping a coin or a Zippo lighter or a something. A zoot suit? I just when I lighter. when I think about what? a salesman, I think about someone who's like, hey, Shane, you know, like like nineteen shiny black shoes and like right what? with slick back hair, and he's like, oh, he's God. all about selling and like, what can you? That's what people think about Cringy. when they think about networking, right? <laughs> yeah. So how do you? I think the question is, and what most people need to master is how to do that in a place that from a place that feels not subtle, but a place of style and grace and tactfulness and expertise you know what it's called practice and it's a word that you used in one of our earlier podcasts about cold calling it's practice yes it's totally practice all day all night practicing your facial expressions in the mirror if you have to if it's not and these are these are things that you do when things are not natural well yeah i mean when (laughs) things aren't natural like some people have a natural gift of gab they're able to have natural conversations mm-hmm. in any context without having to do as much practice or yeah. prepping or rehearsal or classes or yeah. coaching. They yeah. just, this is them. And you know, God bless them because everyone's not like that. But for the, for, for the rest of us, you know, you know, for we the rest have of y'all, to, right. For the rest of us, you know, we have to kind of do little things to, to learn. It's like people that go to acting school. Um, you know, I mean, I have a natural, ability to have conversations and there's other people that are like that but like i said um you know having little vignettes of yourself you know another thing you could do and this is Mm -hmm. something that um we actually did at the facebook level up um took the camera yeah turned it around pressed record and had someone ask us a question Mm -hmm. you know what do you do and what are you looking to accomplish blah 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 and and record that and then look back at the tape and see what you said and how it sounded and how easy it how how much it flowed out of your out of your mouth i had um actually i had some coaching once from a leader at general motors and he said to me you should be able to talk about your business the way you talk about your children or your dog you know how do you describe your like regular everyday life it's it flows because you know it in your gut and that's the way you need to be talking about yourself and your business and that way some of the, you know, anxiety around mm-hmm. networking can go away because you know what? You're prepared. Right. You're prepared. That's what you have to do. I mean, networking requires preparation. You know what they say? No, what? Proper preparation makes for perfect presentation. I've never heard that in my life. That's ridiculous. That's the truth. <laughs> Practicing is critical to networking. And when you have a better pitch in public, guess what? Your online pitch is even stronger. Yes. It doesn't work in the reverse. It does not work in the reverse. Having a perfect pitch online 
does not translate into a perfect human, in-person, physical engagement with another person. Should people be actively seeking out ways to network? And if so, how do they do that? People should always seek out networking because you have to keep growing. You've got to keep growing your business. You have to meet new people and get fresh ideas. And getting that online is not enough. You do need to be physically present. And you have to be careful about where you're going and how many events and things you can go to to network, right? Because you don't have... The physical capacity to right. stay awake 24 time. hours a day. <laughs> you just don't do it. Now, especially when you're a small business. So you've got to pick your spots and pick the moments mm-hmm. and you have to check to see who's going to be where and doing what. And it all has to align with what your ultimate goals are for your yep. business, right? Sometimes for me, mm-hmm. um, if I'm going to a really giant event where there's hundreds and hundreds of people, I try to figure out who is the one person I want to meet. Mm-hmm. And then when I think about that one person, mm-hmm. all of my interactions will be leading me to getting to that one person. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds a little bit, you know, like strategic, but it has to be strategic when you're at an event with hundreds and hundreds of people. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, if you're not strategic, then you are just there to have the rubber chicken at the right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. A lot of the food served at really big events is not great. Oh. <laughs> it's like rubber. <laughs> That's not what I was thinking when you said that. I got it. The chicken I is mean, not good. You're going to have the not, not good, good chicken. I mean. Oh, my God. I mean, so, yeah. I yeah. just think that, um, you know, real critical. And then, you know, when I think about. How, though? How do you how do you seek out opportunities to network? Eventbrite. Okay. Eventbrite is amazing because you put in your city and you will find an incredible number of events happening at any given time, today, tomorrow, next month. It's it's a fabulous resource, and I actually use it to put my own events. I think it's better than Facebook mm, because, you know, it's open to the public. You don't have to sign up or log yeah. in. I mean, if you register an event, you have to, but mm. it just gives you an overview. And then yeah. each city has their own, you know, tech tech environment i know chicago has a place called built in chicago and built in chicago not only has networking events but you can also find out about jobs so it's really amazing yeah um and just from the online to the real world when you're part of these various online communities for small business owners or for people within your specific category whether you that community exists in a facebook group or on someone's Instagram that's an influencer um, or on someone's YouTube that's an influencer, um, those people create communities and then often have events in the physical world or mm-hmm. even like a podcaster that's specific to a certain you know genre of business. Right. They often have meetups. They often have um, conferences that they're part of or that they throw or things that they speak at. It would be a great place to start networking because you know why everyone's there for that specific reason. Right. And I mean, you know, the small talk piece you do have to have a little bit of an ability to do small talk, but truth be told, 
there's not enough time in the day and nobody's getting any younger. So you do have to cut to the chase quickly. You do. I mean, I know you're laughing about it, but um, there's just no time. I mean, sometimes you have to be tactical. Yeah. You can't be big picture. You've got to be tactical. Yeah. Um, And if somebody doesn't understand that, then you're probably not talking to the right person. I mean, I'll give you an example. Yes. Here's a tip. If I do go to an event with friends, and typically if I'm going to an event with friends, they're business friends, mm-hmm. colleagues, they're people in the, the space that I'm in in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. But um, you might say to your friend, so we're here. It looks amazing. There's 100 people. I'm not exactly sure what I'm doing here, what I should do. But I, what I would like to know from you is who do you think I should meet? Because you know me really well. Mm-hmm. Who's a person that you think can help me? And if if you know this person, would you consider making an introduction? Yeah. Always ask your network for an introduction because that reduces the requirement of any type of small talk because you're getting someone to introduce you to someone else to say, I need you to meet this person. They are amazing. They sponsored you and mm-hmm. they're saying, look, this person's great. You've got to talk to them. They have a lot to offer. She wants to do this, 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 and this. And then boom, that person understands at the at the beginning why you're in front of them. Yeah, that it makes, makes sense. all the difference in the world. Yeah, all warm, the a warm introduction is always best. Yeah, but don't be afraid to ask someone when exactly. you get to an event. Yeah. I am here. Mm-hmm. I love it. I don't know. Don't be. Don't even be embarrassed if you don't even yeah. know what the thing is mm-hmm. about. I mean, say I'm not sure what is happening at this event. Mm-hmm. It looks exciting. The energy is great. Who should I talk to? Really awesome tip. That also. There's a level of self-awareness that has to go into that as well. Really? Like what? Because when people are opening their net, when someone introduces you to someone else, yeah. there's a, a social um, proof that they're providing you oh, by providing sure. that warm introduction. Sure. So be aware of how you're presenting yourself and, and how you practice business and what type of person you are. Because you might ask someone for an introduction. They might be like, I don't want to be associated with you to this person. And here's another you thing. Do your, you're and not here's good another at what you're thing. doing. I mean, look around you. And take note of people that you're not being introduced to. Really, really take note Mm -hmm. and ask yourself why, why, why am I not being introduced to this person? And is it because, is it me or because that person, there's a person telling me, you know, you don't really want to meet this person or Mm -hmm. you shouldn't meet this person Mm -hmm. or stay away from this person Mm -hmm. or they're a little shady yeah. Or watch my body language and see what I'm doing so that you have a clue about what you should or should not do with this person. Interesting. I mean, you have to pay attention to these things. Yeah. You have to be have not only your self-awareness, but you have to be aware of the person that you might be with if you're not traveling alone. Now, I think a good way to end is what are some networking faux pas? Oh, God. Please stop drinking so much. Don't drink so much. Just, yeah. just, just, you know, if you're there alone, definitely don't drink too much. If you're there with someone and they've brought you yeah. as a guest, yeah. check check them and see how much they're drinking or not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, know yourself. Well, we definitely have to know your limit. Yeah, you have to know your limit. Sometimes limit. they make those drinks kind of strong. Um, yeah, but so drinking is definitely something to avoid. Yeah, drinking is something to avoid. They have alcohol at those things. I feel like because they feel like it's going to loosen people up a little bit, and it does. But but don't sometimes get it too gets loose. a little too loose. 
pull it together. You're a little, little too loose right now. God. Oh um, my gosh. And you can, here's a gauge. Well, it's not a gauge. Most people can't tell when they have had too much to drink. Okay. So be mindful because a lot of people think that they're, it's fine. But when someone is sober speaking to someone who's yeah. maybe a little on the edge of being mm-hmm. tipsy and yeah. tipping, um, you begin to notice your face is a little more slack your eyes look a little buggy <laughs> you're slurring just the wow you really pay bit, attention just i got t- you because you know you yeah. can those people think they've yeah. got it buttoned up together and you're like yeah his eyes are a little right. glazed over right right now i think couple another vodka tonics in another fun okay with roses lime pot is, which i've actually done is I forgot to bring my business cards. Ooh. I mean, I'm like, what the? Like, how did I do this? You know? Yeah. I mean, there's just times, write it on a bunch of napkins. And I mean, I guess, or just bring your phone out, right? Oh but, my gosh, but there's yeah. time, I mean, there's some people that really want a card, and there's some people that say, just give me your phone number. And I'm like, yeah. no, I'm not giving my phone number, but here's my email. You know, you have to be prepared with. Yeah. Like you have to know the event, which is the, which gets to the research. Not yeah. researching is a faux pas, but and sometimes it depends. I mean. You may not research because you're there with a group or yeah. you're there with, with a friend that wants you to accompany them. And mm-hmm. so you don't, you, you know, your responsibility is a little bit less, yeah. right? If you're on your own, please, if you're on your own, be prepared. But make a decision. How do you want to share your information? Do you want to share a LinkedIn profile? Do you want to share a phone number? Do you want to share an email address? Do you want to share nothing? I mean, what do you, what do you want to do? Be prepared for that so you're not just like stumbling mm-hmm. around. That's a... That's a really big deal. And then, you know, as far as um, other faux pas, um, make sure you have some idea about what the dress code is. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, you need to know, like, what is it? Black tie? Oh, goodness. Men have a lower bar. They definitely They have a much lower bar, right? But women do not. And it depends on the time of day. You know, if it's a breakfast or a lunch. If it's cocktail, and if it's if it's business, yeah. if it's super 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 business, mm-hmm. you know, black tie. Like women just have to really take a look at what's going on. There there is such a thing as overdressing, right? There mm-hmm. is an overdressing piece. Um, there's just there is an underdressing piece. I mean, look, women. What yeah. Do, what do we got to deal with? Look how we have to deal with. And if you're a person who's non-gender conforming, please mm-hmm. be mindful of what you're wearing because. Mm-hmm business casual and black tie and all of that good stuff exists for you too you can't just wear whatever you want exactly now. i mean that's a good point very very good point um and then i guess another piece would be around um you know being too excited to be there yeah but i mean th- what yes i well, lo- i'm always excited well, you're a very excited you know person. i you know i am but for me it's really about over eagerness that's not excitement it's different. It's different. Okay. Excitement and bubbliness and things like that is what you are. But my perception of that is like you meet someone, you're like, hi, I'm Esther. So how can we do business together? Blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, gotcha. whoa, I'm on the spot now. And <laughs> I don't even know you that well. And you're already trying to like get me to say it's like you're salesy, hired. salesy. You know what I mean? So what? what how do you who are you? I don't know. Right. Is that bad? Is it good? Right. It feels well, like it's... I mean, I think that it depends on where you are and and what kind of events it is. Uh, how, what are the ages of people? What are the generations? I mean, it's just a lot goes into how quickly you cut to the chase. Yeah. If you're a younger person talking to someone who's older than you and you're looking for a position, it can be seen as positive to be. Like, I'm looking for a job. Yeah. That's yeah, totally different. I wouldn't say that. 
I don't know. Well, you wouldn't say looking for a job, but I'm just saying if you're looking for a job, it's a little bit different. Like it's different than like we're both kind of, you know, at the same age, it might come off as desperate feeling, or it might come off as tactless. Yeah, to start just dive right into the money talk and be like, so how much? What? What do you? You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly. I like to cut to the chase, but that's me. And I do it with a smile. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes you're like, so, you know, I mean, I, you know, being in business since 1997 and I know what the goals are yeah. and I know what I have to do that's to fair. not only feed my family, but mm. very fundamentals, you know, payroll, yeah. insurance, deadlines, you know, like, so just, there's so much, my family there's today. so much happening. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm no, going to ask you. Help. <laughs> no, no okay. but I mean, I feel, I feel like just having, having a sense of yourself and a sense yeah. of the environment is really critical. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that we didn't mention, this is the last thing I'll say about, um, you know, what to do and what not to do at networking. But another way to network is to get opportunities to speak and be on panels mm-hmm. because once you are on a panel and when you get off of a panel Ooh, people network with you people network with I you love it. Love exactly it. Love it. exactly i love Ugh. that so i feel like there's those kinds of opportunities now it takes time to build yeah. up to a place where people want you to be on their panels because of course you want to develop a personality and a reputation for your business and yourself and you know Sometimes you arrive like that because you're born uh-huh. into it. Other times you have to build up to it. But, um, you know, these are great opportunities to raise your visibility. And it gives you confidence because sometimes you take for granted your knowledge. Mm-hmm. And when other people hear you speak, they're like, oh, my God, wow. you told me something that blew my mind. You're thinking yeah. to yourself, I'm so happy I helped someone. Yep. I just didn't know. I didn't know. And you feel really good about that. And that helps you become a better communicator, which, of course, helps you become a better networker. Wow, what a helpful episode. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Honest Field Guide podcast, Stories from the Frontline, Hating Networking. And you don't hate it anymore, Esther. I love it. Just say it. I love networking. (laughs) I'm Esther. I'm Ginger. And we'll talk to you next time. The Honest Field Guide podcast is produced by Burke Creative, written and created by Ginger Birkenbuehl and Esther Coro. The podcast is recorded in the innovation and technology capital of the Midwest, Chicago, at Stomping Ground Studios in Ukrainian Village. Original music is written by and provided courtesy of Utah Carroll. Follow Honest Field Guide on Instagram and Twitter. The opinions expressed on the Honest Field Guide are opinions only and only represent the views of Ginger Birkenbuehl and Esther Coro.